1: Welcome to the Yellow Pages 3rd Quarter 2020 Earnings Release Call. Today's conference call contains forward-looking information about Yellow Pages, outlook, objective, and strategy. These statements are based on assumptions and are subject to important risk and uncertainties. Yellow Pages' actual results could differ materially from expectations discussed. The details of Yellow Pages, caution regarding forward-looking information, including key assumption and risk, can be found in Yellow Pages, Management, Discussion, and Analysts for the third quarter of 2020. This call is being recorded and webcast, and all of the disclosure documents are available on the company's website and on CEDAR. I would now like to turn the meeting over to Mr. David Eckert, President and Chief Executive Officer. Please go ahead, sir.
2: Thank you. Uh, Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our third quarter call. Uh, As usual, I'd like to spend a few minutes at the top here uh, highlighting where we are and the progress we've made in the last quarter. Uh, And then our Chief Financial Officer, Franco Chenamblot, will provide some more detail on the quarter. And then after that, Franco and I, joined by Sherilyn King, our Senior Vice President of Sales, Marketing, and Customer Service, uh, will answer your questions. Um, We are feeling pretty good today, uh, very good today. We have uh, a cash balance of approximately $137 million, uh, which uh, you will note is um, already uh, already $30 million more than the face amount of our remaining debt are exchangeable debentures, um, uh, which we uh, uh, confirm still we are uh, intending to pay off on or, on or shortly after May 31st, 2021. So uh, that will leave us debt-free, uh, excluding leases. Um, we also feel very good about uh, the degree to which we have been uh, faring uh, well in the era of COVID. Um, uh, while of course, nobody can predict uh, the effects of COVID and we knock on wood a little bit for all of society, I guess, um, I would uh, uh, point out that uh, we continue to have only a, a couple or handful of percentage points ill effect of COVID uh, on our uh, uh, rate of change of revenue or growth uh, and on our uh, EBITDA uh, and EBITDA less capEx percentage, And also, uh, at least as I analyze the COVID data, um, while uh, our country, Canada, is um, uh, seeing a second wave like most of the rest of the part of the world, um, uh, just like before, the uh, data seems to suggest that in Canada all of this is uh, not nearly as um, extensive on a per capita basis as it is in many, many parts of the rest of the world. Uh, specifically uh, uh, United States and Europe. Um, so we feel uh, guardedly uh, optimistic about that and really good about the degree to which we've been uh, hit so far by those effects. Uh, we also uh, feel like we're making very good progress in setting the stage. We're resuming, bending our revenue curve. Uh, we are very much on track uh, on the things that we uh, talked about last quarter. We're on track to Doubling the size of our telesales force by the end of the year, which is uh, designed to uh, produce a very significant increase in our ability to uh, uh, generate new business and land new accounts. And we're making good progress on our uh, new product initiatives as well. Uh, uh, We feel good about our earnings performance this quarter. Our EBITDA percentage this quarter is 34%, uh, while well, that is 4.5 percentage points less than uh, last quarter after adjusting for two one-time items uh, in the two quarters. Um, we, we feel good about that. The two one-time item adjustments, one is uh, uh, in both quarters the degree to which we've gotten some government wage subsidy uh, and the other is there uh, is some accounting effect of some executive stock-based compensation. Uh, regarding the uh, ending and renewal of our of the employment agreement for our CTO. Uh, but if you set aside those two one-time items, the uh, difference in EBITDA percent is 4.5 percentage point, and as we anticipated, about half of that, uh, we believe is due to uh, the effects of COVID, uh, and about half of that is due to uh, conscious and purposeful investments we're making uh, in uh, as we... Shift to focusing on uh, uh, on the growth aspects of our revenue. In fact, I will point um, that uh, for uh, I, what I'm sure is the very the first time in the tenure of this administration in this company, which now is uh, over three years, for the very first time, our headcount's actually up, uh, up slightly, but up uh, compared to last quarter, uh, as we have building been building out our sales force and doing other things. Um, we are also uh, guardedly pleased about our bookings. We don't usually uh, release data on bookings, but we did mention it um, last quarter, and the, it, the picture is the same as it was uh, last quarter. We are exactly where we expected bookings to be, uh, which is that the, uh, our calculation of the effect of COVID on our bookings, and of course bookings are the leading indicator of reported revenue, but the, uh, the the effect there is just a small number of uh, percentage points. Um, we would anticipate that uh, as all that works its way through our system and becomes revenue, that um, our, our best uh, thinking right now, our best information right now, is that will continue to be the case. That we're talking about a a a, a small number of percentage points effect on our uh, on our growth rate and on our uh, earnings. Um, So a big perspective, our net debt is now significantly favorable or negative or favorable. Um, uh, Our profitability and cash generation continue to be strong uh, and we're making what we think are the the right, targeted, necessary investments for the future. Uh, And we believe that we can uh, uh, continue to uh, return to bending our revenue curve in a favorable direction and simultaneously generate healthy uh, profitability and cash flow. We do not believe that we have to choose between those two and we're embarked clearly on that path. So we're feeling good today. Uh, Franco, would you uh, describe some more detail about the quarter?
3: Sure, Uh, thanks David Um, and good morning uh, everyone. Uh, As you will will recall, we report our operations in two segments, uh, the first of which is the YP segment which provides digital and traditional marketing solutions to the small and medium-sized businesses across Canada. The second segment is the other segment, which includes the operations of businesses we have disposed of or liquidated over the last two years. Since the third quarter of 2019, we haven't had any operations in the other segment, so our results are now entirely made up of the YP segment, and this is where my comments will be focused. I'll now take you through our financial results for the third quarter ended September 30, 2020. On revenues, our revenues for the YP segment decreased year-over-year year by $17.9 million or 18.2%, and amounted to $80.3 million. The decrease for the quarter is due to the decline of our higher-margin digital and print products, and to a lesser extent, our lower-margin digital service and resale products. This change in product mix created pressure on our margins. Our revenues were also negatively impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, which mostly affected customer spend rather than customer renewal rates. YP digital revenues decreased 17.5% to 61.3 million due to a decrease in the number of customers, this is partially offset by ninth consecutive quarter of higher spend per customer despite pressure on spend in the quarter due to the pandemic. YP print revenues decreased by 20.4% to 19 million from both a decline in the number of customers and lower spend per customer. On EBITDA, uh, the pressure from our lower overall revenue and change in product mix, as well as certain one-time items partially offset by efficiencies and cost reductions negatively impacted adjusted EBITDA and adjusted EBITDA margin for the quarter. The one-time items, as David alluded to, included a $4 million expense related to the vesting of our CEO's long-term incentive plan uh, upon completion of his first contract in the third quarter of 2020, uh, resulting from the increase in the company's share price partially offset by a $1.2 million emergency wage subsidy received during the three-month period ended September 30, 2020. The efficiencies and cost reductions were from continued optimizations in sales and operations and reductions in other operating costs, from reductions in our workforce and associated employee expenses, reductions in the company's office space footprint, and other spending reductions throughout our company. As a result, adjusted EBITDA be- decreased year-over-year by $10 million, or 27.7% to $27.3 million, while EBITDA margin decreased from 38.5% to 34.0%. Continued modest effects on revenue of the COVID-19 pandemic, coupled with increased headcount in our sales force, will create some pressure on margin in the upcoming quarters, as David alluded to earlier. Uh, on adjusted ebitda less capex, uh, it decreased by $9.5 million, or 26.7% to 26 million while adjusted EBITDA less capex margin decreased from 36.1% to 32.4%. The decrease is due to lower EBITDA partially offset by lower year-over-year capex spend due to decreased spending on software development. Uh, As for our workforce, when you look at it year-over-year, as at September 30th our total workforce had decreased 21% year-over-year to 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 698 employees. This is one of the key drivers for our reduced uh, spend. Uh, restructuring other charges this quarter uh, was $4.5 million, consisting mainly of $0.4 million charge related to workforce reductions and $4.1 million related to office closures. On net earnings uh, for the quarter, it, dec- uh, it decreased to $9, point million, to nine million from $13.8 million for the same period last year. The decrease in profitability of $4.8 million is mainly due to lower adjusted EBITDA and an increase in restructuring and other charges partially offset by reduced financial charges and reduced depreciation and amortization expenses. Um, As David talked about earlier, our cash continues to build. As of today, our cash on hand is approximately $137 million. This balance significantly exceeds the $107 million principal amount of our exchangeable debentures, which are our only remaining debt excluding lease obligations. And as previously announced, we do intend to fully repay off uh, be those exchangeable debentures at par on or around May 31, 2021. Uh, given our strong cash position, the Board of Directors approved the dividend of 11 cents per common share to be paid on December 15, 2020 to shareholders of record as at November 27, 2020. Uh, and also uh, just uh, recall that we entered into a normal course issuer bid uh, which commenced uh, on August 10, 2020. Uh, to purchase up to five million of common shares in the open market uh, for cancellation, on or before August 9, 2021. As that September 30, 2020, the company had purchased under the, this NCI program 99,280 common shares for cash of 1.1 million. This concludes our formal remarks. Uh, thank you for taking time to join us. I pass it over back to you, David.
2: Thank you, Franco. Uh, We'd be happy to take any questions that any of you might have.
1: Thank you. We will now take questions from the telephone lines. If you have a question and you are using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before making your selection. If you have a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. If at any time you wish to cancel the question, please press the pound sign. Please press star 1 at this time if you have a question. There will be a brief pause while the participant register. Thank you for your patience. The first question is from Aravinda Galapati from GE Canaccord Genuity. Please go ahead. Your line is now open.
4: Good morning, David and uh, Franco. Um, uh, Thanks for taking my questions, uh, a couple from me. Um, I wanted to start with the uh, the online revenues, um, you know, still uh, maintain a solid 60 to 65 million a quarter in revenues there. I was curious as to the sort of composition of that, uh, or I guess an update on the composition of that in terms of the, uh, you know, st- what you would strictly call sort of the reseller portion of it as well as the owned and operated. And if there is a hybrid piece to it as well, um, how are those uh, pieces trending within that so perhaps we can sort of identify what sort of looks more sustainable, what's sort of uh, uh, bottoming out, and maybe looking, uh, showing some signs of stability? I'll, I'll start there.
2: Franco? Yeah. Um, uh,
3: so um, uh, print, which you can uh, probably see pretty much from our financials that we break out it's uh it's uh of of our of our overall revenues i'll do it that way uh prints about uh twenty four twenty five percent uh and then the balance the seventy five percent of of the balance is split evenly between uh, our uh our, our very high margin i y p business as you know uh and then the the uh, the services and resale business is the the other half so it's 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 pretty much split at this point roughly half half
4: is um frank is there anything that you can uh give us in terms of trend is is uh is the 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 higher margin business declining at a at a steeper rate or um any kind of color on that would be helpful
3: yeah and 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 we do specify that in our m d a as well uh it's been it's been, it has been the trend that the 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 higher margin uh uh, uh i y p has been declining at a, a higher rate than our services in uh, in resale
4: okay Thank you. And um, with respect to the balance sheet, uh, maybe David, uh, you know, you obviously you're not that far away from uh, the uh, the uh, paying off the the benches as well. You know, free cash flow continues to be strong. Um, Is there any update in terms of uh, strategic direction, uh, M&A options, uh, what you can do with um, sort of the sales team? You still have uh, nearly 140,000 customers. Potentially have relationships with more customers than that? Uh, any sort of plans or updates around uh, leveraging that, that, that base?
2: Well, um, uh, first, uh, I, I agree with uh, every, everything you said in, in, in your question. Um, and we, we, that it leaves us with a, a lot of options. Um, and uh, as I've indicated before, uh, we are now in the phase where um, you know, if we kind of look back over the last three years or so, Uh, What we inherited was a very dire situation, and um, now we feel um, uh, the job is far from done, but we have uh, an awful lot of uh, safety and security uh, right now and a lot of options. So everything's on the table. Um, We have very high standards, though, so... um, You know, M&A is something that, unless there's something that would make an enormous amount of sense, um, you know, we're not looking to uh, just to throw money around. Absolutely a high priority is using all of our internal capabilities, uh, as I've said, uh, uh, growing our telesales force, uh, because the long-term solution here is to uh, generate uh, a lot more new accounts. And then as they come in, uh, uh, treat them very well, uh, delight them every day. And uh, over the course of time, new accounts very often can become uh, even more well-established accounts with whom we do more business. And uh, in, the, in the medium term and the long term, that is the path to uh, having a, a buoyant and strong company, which is what we've always been on the path to doing. So a uh, very high priority and a lot of focus on what we can do internally, and we're very willing to, in a targeted way, as I've indicated, spend money on that. Um, we don't think that we have to sacrifice massive amounts of EBITDA and EBITDA minus CapEx to do that, but we are already very willing, in, in a very in very targeted ways, uh, spending uh, expense money and a little bit of CapEx money, uh, supporting what I hope will eventually be true growth, You know, with a plus sign before it, rather than a minus sign before it. Um, uh, so everything's on the table. We feel real good. We particularly feel good in you know in this era of COVID that not only does the data that we see suggest that we're being hit not very much, but also um, if there were any kind of uh, pause or hiccup or you know uh, deferral or delay in the markets or anything, um, we're in a great spot. We don't see that coming, um, but uh, we feel you know we're we're well equipped in, in case it would. So um, everything's on the table. Uh, we don't believe in making decisions before we need to make them, uh, and we know what we're doing now. We're focused very much on uh, trying to uh, organically grow the business. That's um, Honestly, we've not had this uh, anywhere close to this degree of focus on that any time in the last three years. Sure, we've tried to expand the business, of course, but strategically we've been busy putting our house in order and putting our balance sheet in order. And now we want to put our revenues in order. So I hope that that answers your question, Arvinda.
4: Yes, it is. Thank you.
2: Um, Good luck, and uh, I'll pass the line. Thank you very much.
4: Thank you.
1: The next question is from Jerry McReynolds from RBC. Please go ahead. Your line is not open.
4: Yeah, thanks very much. It sits through here. Maybe one for uh, David, one for Frank. David, on the kind of focusing in on bending the curve, um, and, and kind of looking at kind of the COVID realities out there, where um, obviously your business is, um, you know, proving kind of relatively resilient where it was before. Uh, is is the bending the curve more, um, kind of finding new advertisers and, and small businesses out there? Is it reducing? kind of churn and increasing retention Uh, maybe it's a uh, kind of both of those attacking those at the same time Uh, and then second uh, for you Franco uh, just uh, housekeeping items on modeling with respect to capex cash taxes and pensions Uh, just provide an update there maybe uh, if you can into 2021 that'd be helpful thank you Uh,
2: thanks for your questions uh, first, in, in the question you asked me, you, st- you, you mentioned COVID. <laughs> Let me just say, um, uh, one of the things that uh, 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 makes me sleep uh, as uh, very well at night uh, on the COVID front um, is, you know, we we keep an eagle eye on our on our collections because uh, if there's going to be a problem in this kind of business with COVID, the problem is going to be that um, some of our customers. Will find themselves not in a position to be able to pay us, or at least to be able to pay us what's due when it's due, and and so we keep a very eagle eye on cash collections. And as you can uh, tell from the cash balance on a mi- on a macro level, um, on a micro level, uh, the cash collections are steady as a rock. And so, um, you know, that would become and 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 I can say that that's. Through, up through the most recent data that I have seen. Uh, so we're um, cautiously optimistic uh, as a result of that. Um, more broadly, your, your question about um, whether the uh, bending the revenue curve is from new accounts or whether it's from uh, growing uh, existing accounts, obviously the answer is both. Um, we have a very serious uh, focus on, on, uh, on both. And um uh, SK, would you have any commentary you'd like to add to what we're doing on each of those just briefly? Sure,
1: so Jerry, I think um, your question was uh, the focus is actually on new accounts, reducing the churn and increasing the existing share of wallet or the spend from our existing client base and so um, if you recall back in the um, early uh, in August when we had the other um, investor call, we mentioned that we are looking at new products to enhance the current share of wallet with our current base of customers, and also looking at acquiring, which is why we're doubling our telesales team, as well as we do have a focus on reducing the churn.
4: That's great. Thank you.
2: And then Franco, I think he had a question for you. Uh,
3: Yeah, I think you were asking... uh, in terms of uh, some, some modeling uh, numbers to have in mind, uh, on, on pension uh, figure, um, uh, the, the, the amounts uh, that's not in already in, in EBITDA, so when you look at our cash flows, there's that line that says uh, uh, post-retirement benefits in, in excess of, uh, of, of what's in the P&L. So that line will be about uh, 4 to $5 million um, in, in uh, 2021 and, and figure about $4 million, uh, throughout the, this year, a little, a little under that. Uh, cash taxes we haven't paid and, and continue uh, to believe we won't be paying uh, in 2021 as well. Uh, so, so nothing for for uh, for cash taxes and and capex. Uh, I would say use the run rates that we're that we're that we're at right now. That that's in the ballpark of what what we uh, we uh, expect. Okay, that's
4: Go ahead, great. Forward.
3: Thank thank you all.
1: Thank you. Once again, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad if you have a question or comment. There are no questions registered at this time. I would like to turn back the meeting over Mr. Eckert. Uh,
2: uh, Well, thank you all very much for joining us today. Uh, We're going to get back to work here. And uh, we look forward to talking with you again in about 90 days. Thanks so much. Thank
1: you. The conference has now ended. Please disconnect your lines at this time. And we thank you for your participation.
0: Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.